It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir, good evening. I'm Simon Marcel. Welcome to The Rendezvous. Before I get to your calls, before we hear your beautiful love stories, I found a quote that I really like. And I like it and I believe in it. So listen to that quote. If someone wants to be with you, you won't be confused. I repeat. If someone wants to be with you, you won't be confused. And when you think of dating and how all those mixed messages, call you, call you back, text you, text you back, two days, three days, all of this confused the message, I am interested in you. But when one person is really into you, you'll know. Just keep that in mind next time you're in the back in the dating game. You call that next with your questions, 855-905-8255. You have a question for me, 855-905-8255. Melissa, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Melissa. What's going on tonight? So I have a uh, my best friend in the world. Uh, we've been best friends since, oh gosh, we were kids. And um, a couple months ago, he and I had a bit of a drunken makeout session. Mm -hmm. um, I, I felt something during it. Mm -hmm. And... Mm -hmm. um, I, I really want to tell him about it, but the problem is, is that like a month and a half ago, he started dating this girl and he seems to be really, really happy with her. And I, I certainly wouldn't want to like ruin our friendship. I also don't want to ruin something good for him. Okay. So I just don't know what to do. Sure. Do you think if you guys were not drunk, you would have had the makeout session? Oh man, that is a good question. Um, I don't know if it, if it would have come as naturally. But it's definitely something that, to me at least, it felt like one or two times it's almost come to that. And then we just kind of back away because it seems odd because we've been friends for so long. Mm -hmm. I understand. Uh, the other thing you said, you said he was seeing a girl for the last month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. He met this girl and they've been, you know, dating consistently for like a month and a half. He tells me about her all the time. So just but the timing is kind of strange. So the the makeout session was within the last six weeks while he was going out with that girl. No, it was it was like a couple weeks before he started dating her. Okay, so then since then he's never approached you to ulala or makeout or anything since then. No, he no. hasn't. Okay, so my take is that I don't think that he wants a relationship with you. Because he had the perfect opportunity after you guys had this magic evening, he could have just built from there. But he did not. He kept the friendship and went to date some other women. And now he's been with her. So I know it's not what you want to hear, but my advice is to step back and uh, don't talk about it much. I mean, because what else can you say? Uh, I know you grew the feelings, but I think you have to find your own man outside of him. Okay. Because I don't see the signs of his attraction for you besides that one night. He really had and I shouldn't even tell him about it? I mean, what would you say? I don't know. I, you're, you're, I mean, you're right. I, I just feel like I'm my best friend and I'm holding in what I feel like is a very large secret. I mean, But I don't want to hurt him and I certainly don't want to affect our friendship. So, if, I mean, what you're saying makes sense. I, I think your friendship will go back to normal when you have a fellow. Uh, or if it's meant to be, you may end up with him in a year or two from now. But right now... I would not talk about it if I were you. You told me, so I think okay. that it's out there now. And what's most important is you to find a man who is into you. Okay. Okay? Thank you, Simon. You're most welcome. Good luck to you, Melissa, and have a good night. You too.
Oh, this is going to be a very interesting question. Somebody's moving to France and wants advice on Frenchmen. I can't wait to get to that email next. If you have a question for me, but you can't dial in, always send me your question with an email at therendezvousshow.com. Trisha, what does Leah wants to know about Frenchmen? All right, so Leah says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Leah. I am a single American who is moving to Marseille, south of France, in two weeks. I was wondering if you had any advice for me and any tips about Frenchmen you could give me. I would really appreciate. Thanks. <laughs> well, that's that's a question I can answer. What should you expect about dating and Frenchmen in the south of France? I'm going to answer that question next. So if you are moving to France, and especially the south of France, Marseille, what can you and should you expect from the dating world and dating life with Frenchmen? Two things, really. I think we are very forward, very romantic, very direct. So we, the Frenchmen are not afraid to show their feelings, are not afraid to show their desire, are not afraid to uh, be complimenting you or, or, or saying things like, you know, directly. Especially the south of France, you have to know, contrary to the north of France, even more joy of life, joyful, a bit louder. So if they like you, you'll know. That's all. It's very different than the Midwest, very different than some part of the country here, where people are a little bit more like either laid back or kind of shy. The Frenchmen in the south of France are on fire. <laughs> That's exactly the word. En feu. So enjoy them, but you know what to expect now. Leah, thanks for your email, and you call the next 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. Brittany, bonjour. What's going on? Bonjour, Simon. So I, I'm in a, I'm engaged. Um, we've been together for over five years, and uh, we've been engaged for six months. Mm -hmm. And uh, within two months after being engaged, his uh, job transferred him to California, and so now we're um, long distance. And I'm, I'm really feeling challenged by how disconnected we are, and I feel a bit lonely, and um, it's hard to feel connected. So I'm wondering if you might have any encouragement for how to, uh, you know, reconnect us. Sure, I, I do. But before I answer the question, I got questions. The, the last six months, give me slowly the signs that went from connected to disconnected. Um, not talking on the phone as much. Uh, the morning calls not happening as much. You know, uh, the cute messages back and forth mm -hmm. or or ideas for uh, the wedding planning is just not as frequently, those types of things. Do you feel in your intuition, actually, that he is not as in a hurry to marry you than he was before he left? Uh, yeah, I think you might be right. Mm -hmm. So what you're describing is either he's afraid of moving forward, either he's using the distance to kind of disconnect with you. Something has happened. Uh, before he left, did you feel... That was already starting, or that really started after he was gone? Um, really started after he was gone. Okay. And how often have you seen him in the last six months? Once a month. Okay. Uh, is there a future for him to come back in six months from now, or what's the plan? Uh, we're not sure yet. Not sure yet. Okay. So here's what I would do, Brittany. Um, Instead of giving you a cliche answer, because you said you feel like he's trying to resisting the planning of the wedding, I feel there's an unspoken between the two of you. 
something he needs to say. Maybe he's not ready to get married, but he loves you. Maybe he's afraid of the commitment, but he loves you the same. Maybe it's the winning. Maybe his parents had a divorce and he feels like worried about this. I don't know him, so I'm just throwing it out there. I would like you and him to be together and then just ask him how he feels about everything. And then you tell him everything you told me, less communication, less text, but you don't accuse him. Say, maybe you've changed your mind. Maybe you don't want to get married anymore. We don't have to. We can stay engaged for years. Maybe you're not in love anymore. You open all the doors, right? Yeah. And you listen to his answers. Okay. And then you go from there, okay? Okay. All right, Brittany. Best of luck. I'm going to cross my fingers. You get to hear good things. But no matter what, you need to know what's happening, what's the truth, and then we can build up a strategy together. Okay, thank you. You're most welcome, and thank you for calling. Have a good night. Thank you. By the way, do you know how to spot an unspoken in your own relationship? I'm going to talk about that next. What is an unspoken in your relationship or in any relationship? It's something that we have felt at one point, and instead of speaking about it because it was in the heat of the moment, a moment of an argument, and you should not argue on an argument or it never ends, you resent your partner. Your feelings have been hurt. Things have not been said. It becomes an unspoken. And what happens is that you don't even know, but an unspoken can last for years. It builds up, builds up, builds up. And how do you know there is an unspoken? Because you don't understand your partner's behavior anymore. Go, I don't understand him or her anymore. Why is he or she acting like this? It's always because at the root of it, something has not been said and needs to be talked about. And when do you know it's time to talk about it? I'll tell you that next. What do you think is the best time to address an unspoken in your relationship? Meaning, there's one topic that you guys have not spoken about ever since the argument, since the fight, since, you know, the hurt or the the heartbreak, no matter what happens, that caused that unspoken. The time to talk about it is when you both can handle the answer. Basically, think about it. Let's say your partner has hurt your feelings real bad a year ago, had a fight, Uh, He was selfish, no matter what the reason is. And you kept that for yourself because you don't want to go there yet. Well, you know it's time to talk about it when you can handle both each other's answer. And accept that your love for each other is stronger than any answer that can come out of it. And you want this toxic information out of your relationship. And really, if you do this, it's like a detox of your heart and of your relationship. So don't keep unspoken for too long inside of you. It really rottens the relationship. You call that next, 855-905-8255. You have a question for me? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Kim. Bonjour. Bonjour, Kim. Welcome to the rendezvous. What's going on? So I've been seeing this guy for like six or seven months, and it's going really great. But um, he was coming out of, he had been left at the altar. Uh-huh. Which is pretty traumatic, I understand. For sure. But he has, um, yeah, he has some major trust issues that are making it really difficult uh, from time to time. And I, I, I'm not sure. I've tried everything that I can think of to to try to work through that with him and and let him know that he can trust me. But I can only get so far with him. Okay. When you see you've tried a couple of things, tell me what you've tried. Well, I guess just talking through as much as possible and just letting him know I understand where these questions, lots of questions when I'm gone and I understand that he he's 
nervous that I might be cheating on him or whatever, but, um, you know, I'm just, I'm not her and I'm not, right. I'm fully invested. I'm not, um, lying. I have no history of, you know, cowardly breaking up with anyone. I, I would speak my mind. So I guess it's just a conversation. I haven't really thought of much beyond that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just not sure what to do. Well, the thing is, it's not so much what you can do, it's what he can do, right? Because you're not her. You're not the one who left him at the altar. You didn't reject him. He needs right. to do the work with a the therapist. The trauma of being rejected like he was has changed him. It's like a PTSD in relationship, right? Where when you rejected in public like this and every you know, but he has seen you like this, yeah. you develop two reactions. A, a feeling of insecurity and B, a little part of anger. And you, Kim, are not here to pay the price for this. So my solution would be for him to go to therapy and you should suggest this. Say, listen, I love you if you do. I want to be with you. But I feel it would be great if you can clean the past, if you can address yeah. it, everything you went through with her, because I can't do that for you. I yeah. love the man you are presently, but I can't fix the man you were when you were with her and what she did. And you have to heal the past and get detox yourself from that terrible trauma that happened to you, okay? Yeah, okay. Thank you. If he doesn't do the work, chances for you to to make this relationship work is very, very small. Okay. All right. Thank you. So yeah, I hope I he, hope he'll be open to it. I hope so too. I mean, I have a great shrink. Therapy has helped me all my life. When we don't know what to do, we need to detox. And other people are not here to play shrink, especially our partners. Okay? Okay. All right, Thanks Kim. So thank you for your call and good luck to you. I just got a very interesting email about somebody's second date who has a big question about what to do next. Stay with me. If you have a question for me but you can't call me, just email it to me at therendezvousshow.com. Trisha, what happened to Mick on the second date? All right, so Mick says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Mick. I went out on a second date with a girl I met through Match. The first date was just drinks and everything was great, but on the second date, I took her to dinner. The way she picked apart her food was kind of gross. She ordered a hamburger and ripped it up into little pieces and kind of picked at it the whole time. It was distracting, unappetizing, and very, very weird. She's a nice girl, but I'm not sure if I should go out with her again because of this. What do you think, Simon? (laughs) So, the girl is very nice, but the way she eats disgusts you. Should you go out with her again? I'm going to answer that next. Here's an interesting question. Let's say you go on a first date, it's really nice. The second date, you find that the person eats very grossly. If I quote Mick, he said the way she was eating was distracting, unappetizing, and very weird because she picked the food apart, the hamburger, everything disgusting. He said, she's a nice girl. I don't know what to do. Here's the thing. If you're disgusted, (laughs) you should never have a third date because that's a bad feeling or bad intuition. I think that when it comes to eating, I mean, really, since we're going to have to eat in front of each other for the years to come, it can be a deal breaker. If you don't like the way she eats and you're disgusted, don't date her again. I don't think I can get over it. So that's my answer. Uh, Mick, thank you so much for your email. Good luck to you with the next date and have a good night. You call the next 855-905-8255.
If you've been listening to The Rendezvous for a while, you know how excited I get to hear love stories. Why? Because in this crazy world of ours, every time I hear something sweet, that somebody said I love you to somebody else, somebody's committing to somebody else, it just makes me feel better. So please call me and share these stories, all the stories at 855-905-8255. Angelina, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Angelina. You have, I believe, a love story you want to share with me tonight. I do. So I just started dating this girl. I've known her for a while, but, uh, you know, we just never really were available at the same time. And I had a really rough work week. You know, it happens. And I get, I mention it to her in a text in the morning and I get a note from her mm-hmm. around like lunchtime. And she says, you know, oh, are you, are you working in your office? Are you working through lunch? And I said, yeah, actually I am. Um, and I'm really, you know, kind of busy. So we'll have to talk later. And she then calls me a couple minutes later and she's like, hey, I'm at the front of your office. Just come to the door really quickly. And she has this beautiful bouquet of flowers. It's not very big. It, I'm sure it wasn't very expensive. And she's like, I just wanted to flower bomb you and bring some joy into your day. And mm-hmm. it was the sweetest thing. It was exactly what I needed. Wow. I mean, th- that is very sweet. What did she say? I want to flower bomb I want to flower bomb you, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that, you know, listen, I'm, this is a good story. This is romantic, very much so. And um, I like that she did that for you. That That's very sweet. That is something that we we could all enjoy. So thank you so much, Angelina, for sharing that story. I think it's great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome and, and have a good night. You too. More Rendezvous next. Let's finish the Rendezvous tonight with one last question for you. Do you feel the same way you felt for your partner at the beginning of the relationship? So if you're in a relationship right now, or married, or do you still feel the same way you felt at the beginning? Yes or no? Actually, I have the result of this question because I put it a poll on my social media at Rendezvous Radio, and here is the result of the poll for this question. 50% of you said, yes, I still feel the same way now that I felt at the beginning, But 50% of you said, no, I don't. And I found it kind of interesting that you feel the same way because I feel as you live together, spend time together, either you grow feelings or the feelings slow down or fades away. I usually don't feel the same way. Things move on, evolve. But that's just me. Anyway, thank you so much for listening tonight. Thank you for spending the evening with me. Don't forget you can check out The Rendezvous all day long at therendezvousshow.com. Bonne nuit, les petits. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.